Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Medfield College Film Society. I'm Jeff Crawford. I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful society members up in the mountains, Western North Carolina. We have Mr. Andy Brown. Andy, how you doing tonight? Jeff Crawford. Long time no talk. It's Tell so me about good it. Good to hear your voice and be here with you tonight. I, you know, I couldn't agree more. We made it back from Camelot. Yes. Uh, oh, the realms cool. of outer space. <laughs> that was an adventure. Oh, no. <laughs> I have a feeling tonight's movie can't be worse than that one. It's probably going to be a new low, or all-time low, I hope. Uh, down to the muggy, muggy climbs of Central Florida, Mr. Michael Crawford. How's that uh, How's that swamp ride going? Uh, you know, I keep going. I'm uh, trying to rope drop swamp ride every day, but uh, <laughs> there's still uh, construction still ongoing. That, uh, I, I thought they'd make it for the 50th, but still magic nice band on. stick hut uh, for the magic band. Um, <laughs> just waiting to be used. Lightning oh, lane for swamp ride. That's right. Down to buzz city. Mr. Robert <laughs> McSwain. Uh, <laughs> have you ever, did you ever hear of buzz city before they just claimed that? Was that a, was that something you called your town? All the time. Going? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the sting's kind of out of the buzz right now. They've they've really been tanking, but that's a that's another podcast for another day. That's right. Well, we should start a show for its podcast. <laughs> I got we my... ought to start a like a nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety two Hornets podcast, yeah. exclusively <laughs> focusing on that one. Actually, you know who should Sting the musician should host a oh, podcast a about that. About the Hornets, yeah, about I'm sure Hornets. he'll jump right on board. That yeah. Kendall Gill <laughs> is doing a... very good. He could write a song about the night the billboard fell. It'd be a, a, sea, a sea shanty that he does. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> oh man, I am. Uh, I'm doing all right. I have my uh, my first generation iPod loaded up with my vines uh, bootlegs, so I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, my yeah. Uh, my Palm Pilot and uh, my BlackBerry alerted me to the fact that we had to record tonight i almost forgot but uh michael what are this is a this is a first this is a historic uh night what are we watching tonight we are watching the 2003 modern day disney classic uh, although <laughs> i will point out this movie is almost 20 years old right, oh, well man. it <laughs> seems that at certain points it seems like it yeah Whew. Uh, Freaky Friday Redux, the Freaky Friday uh, remake, 2003, written by Heather Hayes and Leslie Dixon, directed by Mark Waters, who would go on the next year to direct Mean Girls, also starring La Lohan. Uh, this movie stars uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lindsay Lohan, the great Harold Gould, uh, Chad Michael Murray, and Mark Harmon. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, a remake. This is actually the second remake they did. They had done one for television already in the late nineties, but this was the big time. Uh, originally, I think they were, 
I don't know whether they were thinking about making it a sequel or just a remake with Jodie Foster, but Jodie Foster begged off saying she, it was just kind of a fluffy, like, oh, I don't want to overshadow, la, 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 whatever, whatever Jodie Foster. Um, uh, But yeah, so uh, we got this little remake right here. They got the goat of remake actresses, uh, Lindsay Lohan, who had was off of the parent trap, her uh, first yes. remake. That yeah. was before remakes were cool, man. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she was cool before Dougie remakes Doug were cool. Dougie Doug and that darn cat, you know? What What else we got? <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they had a whole, uh, whole slate. Well, I mean, she had her Herbie as well. That's right. Uh, her fully loaded, although that's not really a remake, but... Um, yeah, this was an era where they were just, they were mining. And, of course, on TV, they did all sorts of stuff. Like, in the late 90s, they did uh, Computer War tennis shoes. Uh, they did a made-for-TV love bug. Oh, Flubber, of course. Mm. That's, oh, yeah. man. So, uh, this was, uh, they were mining mining the catalog at this point. Such an interesting time to mine the catalog, because they were trying to be hip and edgy this is mid disney's hip and edgy period um mm-hmm. you know they work it into this movie uh but yeah it's, it's good material yeah well andy had you ever seen this one i have not i have not but of course you know i i really enjoyed the original um yes strangely, strangely. surprise yeah. <laughs> uh i i I should have rewatched the original before I watched this one, just so I can compare the two. Since since you enjoyed Um, it so much. Yeah. I cannot say I enjoyed this one. I mean, it wasn't horrible. It's no, uh, what's that horrible movie we just watched? Camelot, Astronaut Man, whatever. (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) Camelot, Astronaut Man. (laughs) Uh, May we never speak its name. Yeah, it's nowhere near as bad as that. But it's not something I think I would want to watch again. I don't think wow. it has the the charm of the first movie. So you're liking the first movie better than yep. the, the okay. Mm, I am. Uh, there's there's things I don't know. I I think there was I don't know. The other one just felt better to me, and I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I think we'll probably we'll probably figure it out by the time we get to the end of this episode. You but continue just want, to amaze, Andy. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: Does anybody else like get? Mark Harmon confused like he to me he's like the poor man's Mark Summers and I always get those two guys <laughs> mixed up. I mean Mark I Harmon and Mark Summers. Huh? Mark yeah, Harmon could, could host Double Dare, I think. Oh yeah, and no no one would notice. More, <laughs> slightly like, more. Uh, stoic, lots of middle aged yeah. moms would watch. All of a sudden, yeah. well maybe they could have Mark Summers do like the obstacle course and Mark Harmon ask the questions. Or like mm. me, let Mark Summers like be on NCIS and see what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> can see it well with all that said there's a lot to work on but uh i guess we should talk about this movie Uh, robert you're up first take us into the world of 2003's redo of freaky friday Straight up Walt Disney Pictures logo and 80s sound cue. 
What's this we hear? The opening credits is the 1967 hit Happy Together by the Turtles with the imagery of mother, mother and daughter paintings and compliments uh, that compliment the lyrics of the song. Imagine me and you. And I do, I think about you day and night. It's, uh, okay, you know the rest of it. Um, and we transition from painting to paintings to pictures of uh, a young Jamie Lee Curtis and her actual daughter, Annie Guest, closing with the title of the movie Freaky Friday as we open to a nice suburban home in the early 2000s. And we're getting off to a good start, I feel. Uh, it's 6 a.m. in suburbia, and the camera pulls out to an alarm going off, and we transition to the pop-punk band version. And I will interject here that the term pop-punk leaves a bad taste in my mouth mm. uh, because of my roommate in college who uh, was really into that stuff. <laughs> way, way into it. This is the first of many timestamps. You say you can't believe it's been 20 years, which, you know, I think about going to see this movie. It doesn't seem like 20 years, but uh, some no. of these things have left me PTSD. A lot of the musical. Yes. Um, there is yeah. so much aesthetic in this opening yes. from the sped up camera work. Yes. Like yeah. the sped up of them, like getting ready while the, the pop punk music plays. I'm like, man, this is. I hadn't, I don't know. I, I swear I've seen it since I've seen it in the theater, but it's been a long, long, long time. And this struck, I was like, wow, this is a little dated at that. Yes. Kind of surprised yes. me. I, I was going to immediately, the music, I was just like, nope. All right. This is Pretty not up to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had to Rock go look music up. Music 14s. <laughs> I had to go look up the band that was the band Newfound Glory. Oh, yeah. I remember them mm. or the fact of them. I've never heard of them. Uh, so my apologies to all the newfound glory fans out there. I, yeah. All four of you. <laughs> not so newfound. <laughs> They're moms. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to our movie. Uh, Miss Lohan is having a hard time getting up in the morning, which seems like a little bit of a routine for her. Jamie Lee Curtis is eating Activia yogurt and doing some meditation, <laughs> uh, giving us a nice contrast to Anna. Uh, she's not much of a morning person. So I, I get flashbacks to my childhood growing up with my sister who shares, uh, this lack of being a morning person affliction. Uh, I would, uh, I would have never attempted to wake my sister with an air horn though, which Anna's brother does. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, uh, if I had done that, brother's Jennifer, a little extra, just a little bit. I can't imagine what she would have done. She was not a fan of noise in the mornings and uh, an air horn would have put, <laughs> put her over the edge. Anyway, I didn't know this about Jennifer. Jennifer shout out to the, uh, shout out to the parental advisory uh, poster <laughs> on the front of the, her door, you know? Yes. So I like that too. Parental advisory. Keep out of my room is what it said. Nice. That would have been <laughs> nice to have, especially Michael. You would have really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna emerges ready to go to school after, uh, lots of yelling to get going. Anna, her mom and her brother are cruising down the road. And we learn that Tess, Jamie Lee Curtis is getting married soon and doesn't want her daughter getting a new stud earring. Anna is rocking, uh, quote unquote, um, some very post nineties attire with a choker neck, uh, necklace, and guitar pick collar. 
Yeah. Purple purple picks. Uh, I'm a big purple pick guy. I like the thickness of a purple pick. They're mm-hmm. all uh, color colored uh, based on their thickness. So I, I, I felt not, some kinship. I did I not know, know that. that. I did not. Well, know certain that. brands, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that was a Fender pick, though. Yeah, that was a Fender. So yeah, not. Let me feel my kinship win. <laughs> you can have it. We'll, we'll give you that. Yeah. As uh, she exits the car, Tess says hi to a very uh, preppy teen who Anna used to hang out with, but clearly doesn't sh- uh, share anything in common with her, uh, uh, to which Tess questions why Anna doesn't talk to her anymore it's and implores her daughter to make good choices as uh, she stomps off to school. All right, so I, immediately I noticed, I was like, where's the dad in this movie? That's the first thing I wanted, you know, because that's what I'm referring back to the other movie. And there is no dad in this one. which Because he was, was so freaking terrible in the movie before. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. No room for uh, secretary jokes <laughs> or <right>. daddy jokes. <laughs> and, awkward daddy jokes. And so, you Very know, awkward daddy jokes. <laughs> so Lohan, her name's Anna in this one. And then yeah. the other one, she was Annabelle, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Yes. And then it, then it was the mom. They just called her Mrs. Andrews in the original. She's Tess. Was she Tess? In the, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. But she's Tess Coleman in this one. Just a different name. I trust Andy's memory on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite movie. Don't that's get it wrong. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I, it's funny to think as I, you know, we'll, we'll get into this more, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis does great. It would have been interesting to think about uh, Jodie Foster and Lindsay Lohan and what that would have been like. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Like its predecessor that are that we previously reviewed, uh, they t- both take place in Southern California, um, Freaky Friday, Southern California, and Anna bumps into a rival girl rocking the same undersized, form-fitting T-shirt with an embroidered guitar on it, and does the sensible thing and turns it inside out to you know uh, look different, and that concludes Act One. Oh wait, I'm sorry. That concludes our character setups. So our characters are mom, who's a put together uh, professional woman who likes preppy girls. She has a brother who's annoying. More on him later. And Anna, who is just a punk music loving, punk pop music loving something or another, and just hangs around with like minded young ladies who wear plaid. There's our characters. Just then, Anna's love interest does this weird thing where he walks in slow motion. As Anna ogles him, only to have him keep on walking by in slow motion. So we do some some comparison and counter point counterpoint kind of cuts back and forth to show, show uh, the differing personalities. We cut to Tess, who gives us a PSA on texting and driving, um, while she pulls in through the outdoor and runs over her uh, tires, uh, destroying her tires while she's trying to use her Palm Pilot while she drives. Yeah. Got too many balls in the air, man. Burning too many candles. We cut back to Anna, who flunks uh, her paper on 1984 and takes a swipe at bald men uh, as she (laughs) confronts her teacher. uh, The great Stephen Toblowski. This lands her in detention for the first time. Uh, Back at Tessa's office, we... I like I like the clipboard, the detention clipboard. You have to wear <laughs> yeah, around your neck. Yeah, she has to wear around your neck. Sh- yeah. <laughs> the shame. <laughs> That's crap. 
And I don't think it was her first time because she seemed pretty comfortable going in there. Yeah. I got to say, too, my favorite actress in this movie was the detention teacher. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. A very security guard at Walt Disney World uh, <laughs> vibe going on. Like, who is this person? Like, is it like yeah. somebody's like mom? I don't know. I have to look it up. Got that meatloaf sandwich. Yeah. The actress's oh, yeah. name is Lou Elrod. <laughs> Lou Elrod. It's a perfect name for her. That's a, that's a, that sounds like a, a security guard. Lou Elrod, yeah. <laughs> she was just the principal at the school. Oh, that my they were. gosh. All right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at her IMDb right Please, now. Guess yeah. who she Guess what movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to make you guess. She is the coffee shop waitress in The Big Lebowski when she tells, uh, when she tells him, sir, you keep it down. And, Dan, wow. and John Goodman, oh, wow. is, Walter's going off. That's her. This is a family wow. establishment. Yes. Wow. <laughs> he didn't watch his buddies, you know, die face down in the mud. <laughs> Supreme Court held prior restraint. All right. She was in uh, Hill Street Blues, too. Nice. Okay. I buy it. Yeah. Sorry. Back at Tessa's office where she's practicing psychology, we get some what about Bob jokes <sighs> on anxiety that aren't really landing. Not the uh, first jokes that haven't, or not the last jokes that won't have aged well in this movie. No. <laughs> no. In gym class, the it's slow motion time again, and Anna attempts to vol- is attempting volleyball, spiking the ball into her rival Stacy's head, landing her back in detention. So how much free time do they have in this school where Anna can go to the de- detention twice in one day? Yeah, I was curious because the first time she was in detention, I thought it was like after school, but yeah. clearly not. It's just like midday detention. Tess is doing her grocery shopping while she uh, counsels clients on the phone. I'm getting the impression that Tess isn't uh, very good at her job at this point because it just doesn't seem like a good idea to yeah. be- Multiple times in this movie, I thought Tess should lose her license to practice. <laughs> yeah. On her way out of the detention, Anna shares her love for the hives. Our, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to have a red lot more. Red flag number two. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of red flags. <laughs> <laughs> and her fear of motorcycles with Jake, who bumps into her. Only to have her thwarted by her English teacher, Mr. Bates. Um who tells her uh, to quit wasting time with boys and focus on her honors exam. Kind of makes overstepping me... his mandate. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. he's, just, he's the butt out here. <laughs> I mean, this is after school. You got no business. We're talking about Jake here and his motorcycle, right? Yeah. yeah. His Ducati, Ducati motorcycle. Yes. 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 I mean, we talk, we gotta, good uh, grief. <laughs> That's an expensive bike. Yeah, ain't nothing to sneeze at there. You know? He's doing all right. Mom and dad are doing all right. It's L.A. man. <laughs> and how old he's supposed to be? Because he well, seems like he's exactly. like that's a, that. I have a whole section on that later. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. There's, Stay tuned. there's right. discussion about it, but I yep. yeah, I was very confused at the age. I was also confused when they said that Anna was 15. I was like, yeah. really? Mm. I don't know about. That. All right. <laughs> Back at the house, her brother's playing the drums on her guitar. I would kill this kid. Oh, my gosh. That's death sentence right there. It's an egregious offense. 
and worthy of a behind whooping. Um, he he got he, he gets what's coming to him. After chasing him around the house, she storms into the garage uh, where her band is waiting, plugging in her uh, Telecaster. Yeah, she mentions was that, is, that she plays the Telecaster. I didn't that I don't know enough about guitars. I didn't look like a Telecaster. Chris, would you grab my black Les Paul? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was. Um, I paused it and I wanted to make sure. I was like, yep, that was a telecaster. How about that band layer, man? That's a nice Come band on. layer. Nice, yeah. nice microphones. I mean, they're using that sure beta 58s. Yeah, yeah. Right. they messing the, around. Yeah, beta 58 for life. LA, man. Traded it's in their Ducati. Yeah. <laughs> right. Better than those little, you know, cheapo microphones. These guys got the good stuff. So Tess arrives to find Harry's underwear tied around his head. I don't <laughs> This kid, uh, man. I, I guess I'd call it a suitable punishment. Uh, Grandpa Grandpa Howard Gould arrives along with more kids, Harry's age, and Tess's fiance, Mark Harmon. Uh, I see a disaster about to happen. Hey, How so, do you do Harold Gould like this, man? They've done him dirty. It's like, yeah, you're old. Go. He, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's two, two <laughs> things, though. I think. It should have been John Aston as the grandpa. I think oh, that yeah. would have been Can't. a much better. Yeah. Uh, and then second, who were the kids that came with him? I don't I, know. Yeah, I wondered that, that too. Who, <laughs> I thought they're like more cousins or something showing up for this. I brought thing, my posse. <laughs> Just but yeah, it's like Jeff said. The one note on his character is old. Yeah, be old and confused. Old Daryl Gold. You can't do that to him. He's a legend, no. an icon. Dookie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot he was in the uh, um, the Sting. Oh, not classic. The, not the singer, but the movie. Not the podcast about the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> yeah, not the podcast about the Charlotte Hornets. Hosted by Sting. With all the noise and commotion going on, Tess does the passive aggressive move of flipping the breakers off in the garage, killing the power. Again, uh, how hard Mom. is it just to say, "Hey, it's six p.m. Time to wrap it up, kids." Why yeah. do you have to just chump move? Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, the band gets their uh, first gig where when the Wango Tango, something or another <laughs> fell through. So they're playing the house of blues on, you guessed yeah. it Friday during house Tess's rehearsal dinner. Everybody's dream. Yep. House of blues audition. Jeff, you've played the house of blues. Haven't you? Hob. Yep. Hob. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it the place? I mean, did it bring back yeah, memories there, when you said the <laughs> crowd was just as large? Yes. <laughs> and into For it. the battle of the bands. Sorry. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Uh, oh man. Again, Harry is being awful wearing Anna's bra and reading her diary. Which I, I want to go back real quick. Before, okay. Uh, first of all, the band van was a sweet yes. Ford oh, era nice. star. Yes, like, it was. Smoking exhaust, which I thought was a nice touch. <laughs> really, uh, it uh, struck a nerve. Had there. the one door of a different color. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, stickers all over it. It needed uh, like an exposed rim and school bus yellow or something. Yeah, I love this character too. There's a you know, there's like the lead singer, and then there's the other guitar player. She's like, I don't know, like a pre-goth kind of yeah. figure you know she's wearing all, all i could black think of was that in high school i would have had just a mad crush on this rhythm guitar player right oh, she has Peg. the uh, white kind of one and a writer post one and a writer yes thing going on. i would have been gaga 
But uh, it really cracked me up when she was like, uh, well, I'll just talk to my mom. And she said, aren't you the maid of horror or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? She could have been Blackbeard's bride in. Uh, yeah, we're we, talking. Yeah. In the, yeah. Blackbeard's ghost yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay all right and then they have the the mute uh bass uh-huh. player with a fro which uh, great great yeah. great cast we, yeah the bass player was a real dude a he, he had the uh that was um he we'll get we'll get into him later too i thought the dark haired uh, girl was playing bass at first which would have even completed my middle my high school fantasy <laughs> even more. that would have been that would have been proper yeah yeah like the Just breeders to have it but they no. didn't need the bass player. Yeah, she could have been the bass player for sure. They gotta have a bass player though. We'll we'll find that out later too. That's a you can't go without one. I mean, um, but, but Anna shreds. By the way, I have to go back mm-hmm. and say that too. Yeah, shreds. How is Lohan? I read the the, the Lohan did a lot of uh, practice in the months leading up to shooting. How is her pantomime? I think except for the solo is pretty good, right, Andy? It's all right. I mean, she's no Marty McFly, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, he's at the bar. I mean, it's yeah, uh, yeah. And Tess c- cuts her off mid shred too. Yeah, and that that's is even that more. Is Come on, yeah, and that's her moment. I mean, way to make your kids hate you. you yeah, know? I mean, it's especially as your strength for crying out loud. <laughs> right. All right, so Harry's got her bra on and he's reading her diary. <laughs> Way to go here. This kid really, uh, he needs someone to really jerk him around here. So I'm a younger brother. And if I, I just, I I did my fair share of obnoxiousness to to my not morning person sister, uh, but (laughs) it never crossed my mind to go this far. Yeah. I can't just imagining (laughs) you doing this to Jennifer. Uh, Hmm. Yes. That would be a thing. That would be the last thing. Well, my parents would have killed me for starters. They, they I mean, my Jennifer would have come after me too. But my parents would have stepped in and said, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what's the matter? What's the matter you?" <laughs> my parents are Italian, right? Uh, again, Tess uh, doing the passive aggressive move of ta- of taking Anna's door off oh, her bedroom to punish her. <laughs> and how does she do it so fast? Yeah, I wondered that too because it was just gone. She like, chases her brother gone. out of the room and finds her door gone, and like, uh So I, I, at this point, I'm just kind of like not feeling Tess at all. Like, she, her character's really getting on my nerves at this point. But uh, I don't get like, what had she done to which removing the door was? Oh, like, she they she got the call about detention. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Why is that? But yeah, why does that warrant it's not m- like removing she, a door? Like, it's not like she was into like smoking pot or something. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Something that requires point. an open door monitoring. Yeah. That's true. So after Tess and Anna air their grievances, Tess mocks her daughters, taste and men. And then they go to the Chinese restaurant, uh, House of Chang. For dinner. Oh boy. As soon as I saw the Chinese thing, I was like, oh, of course it would be Chinese woo woo that makes all this happen. I, the whole mystic oriental bit is even 20 years ago. Uh, yikes, man. Yikes. Yeah. Big time. The, uh, the gratuitous gong usage. 
Yes. During all of it. And like the and sort really of Asianized like guitar music. Like <laughs> They needed that like fifteen second Disney Plus warning on this one, you know. I thought that some of the other stuff. Come on, I thought clearly they didn't watch it, or they would have put some kind of something on it. Because man, alive, it is rough. And we've got uh, Keiko O'Brien, freaking Rosalind Chow, yeah, uh, as Pepe. Rosalind Chow, you are better. I am surprised she did this, actually. Yeah. Surprised she did this. Because she's awesome. And Pepe is beneath her. And of course, the stereotypical Asian mother, you know. Yes. Yes. Tiger mom. Mystic dragon lady. (laughs) Right. Oh, boy. as As Anna broaches the topic of House of Blues gig, Tess flips out and drags her. Her daughter to the corner of the of the house of Chang, while the waitresses witness uh, her and her mother fighting. I would go to this uh, restaurant though. This restaurant is awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I got to yes. Also, Anna's just being a jerk at this point, being like, you know, the Ryan's being like, "I ordered you the Peking duck. I know you like yeah, it." Like, Teenager, blah. Uh, the waitress pleads with her mom, who's there, uh, to stay out of it. And her mom smirks and strolls over. So as they continue to air their problems in the restaurant at the entrance to the bathroom, the creepy Chinese mom offers them a cookie. Anna storms into the bathroom and reads the fortune cookie. I don't know. Probably uh, would have tossed it myself. Yeah. It was so weird that they stopped to eat the cookie and read the fortune. Uh, I hate you, like, blah, we're blah, having blah, like blah. Ooh, a drag-out fight. Like, fine, I'll eat this cookie. Better shape, read my fortune. So there's an earthquake, and uh, but no one seems to have noticed. Weird. That night, we get some weird camera moves as Tess and Anna sleep and... Mr. Gould wanders around the house aimlessly. <laughs> that was a good touch. Yeah. And I laughed at that. Yeah. Uh, the sun comes up and Tess is in Anna's body. Okay. So I think the original, we just made uh, it clear that from here on out, Lohan is now Tess and Curtis is now Anna. Using a first-person camera and, a, and some weird close-up uh, body yeah, camera shots. All up in her you know, business. They, but, uh, <laughs> Tess is running through the house trying to make sense of it all. Well, wait, wait, wait. First she goes, she sees herself in this, this picture frame that's in Anna's room. This picture frame is decorated with three things. Dolphins, French flags, and banjos. <laughs> Interesting. Banjos, huh? I was like, that's an amazing comment. At first, the French flags just made me laugh. But then I noticed the banjos. I was like, all right, Anna. That's that's diversity. So we get a nice call back to the original movie where Tess lets Harry eat Anna's cereal just to shut him up. Uh, Tess confronts Anna and the hilarity ensues. After some back and forth antics and physical comedy where... We're treated to Gould running out of the house yelling earthquake. 
which reminds Tess and Anna about the House of Chang earthquake moment. The only thing that I remember about this movie when it was in theaters or when you know it was advertised was Jamie Lee Curtis saying that I'm old thing. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. That was in everything. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's a funny line when uh, I can't remember which one. I guess uh, someone asked Jamie Lee Curtis, "Are you sick?" She says, "I hope so." <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> uh, but uh, can I just say once they switch. Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis are great. Yes, yes. I agree. Oh, so good. So good. So after putting the puzzle together, they agree to proceed with the day as each other. Anna will be a therapist, which basically means just say, how do you feel about that? Okay. Patient talks. Yes. This is, this is Tessa's plan to go through their day like normal. And it is insane. Why do you not drive? Because they realized it was some strange Asian voodoo, unquote, that did this. And uh, why don't they go? They're like, oh, we'll meet up at lunch and go to the restaurant. No, no, no. Go go to the restaurant now. Go to the restaurant now. Oh, I'll go to school and you go practice as a psychiatrist. See my patients. No, that's crazy. Crazy. So Tess is going to go breeze through Anna's high school curriculum. Um, and as they get dressed, Anna walks off flashing a nice whale tail to Harry. <laughs> I just, I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, uh, we wrap up act one. Now the family is en route to school with Ryan driving Anna in the front seat uh, with Tess and Harry in the back. Tess is stressing out at Anna putting her feet up on the dash and Harry blowing a rolled up paper in her face. I kid, man. (laughs) Then she says, stop it. And he goes, bite me. (laughs) This kid is really ramped up. It's like on all the time. Can you imagine how exhausting that would be if it was like that every day? I mean, it just would not be allowed, right? I mean, it's... No. Uh, Mom's a psychiatrist. Oh, well, she's getting, you know, the full treatment now that she's yeah. uh, in Anna's mm-hmm. body. Meanwhile, Anna's looking through her new wallet, looking at all her credit cards and cash. Uh, when Ryan... A lot of cash. A lot of cash. Hundos. A lot of cash. Still wasn't the cashless society back then. There. True. Of the century. Jeez. Uh, Ryan grabs her hand. She gets weirded out and says, uh, it's great. We're getting married. Isn't it? Even though my husband just died. So (laughs) baggage, some baggage going on. Well, Tess pulls Anna out of the car at school and asks her not to kiss Ryan. Gives her the cab company's number and tells her to meet her back for lunch when they can go to the restaurant and reverse a curse again. Why did they go out in public before they go to the Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Just everybody calling sick today. 
call in. They sick. could have done so. That's lazy writing because they could have made something where they had to go, right? Yeah. And they right. Yeah, I was feeling the same way. Yeah. Because in the original yeah. one, that they're like on their way to school. And so they just end up sort of trying to figure it out. But well, at this time, Jake pulls up on his motorcycle, <laughs> his Ducati. And uh, we see the first of many awkward encounters. Uh, Tess is obviously acting strange to Jake. Uh, and there is a lot of awkward silence with Anna and Jake uh, as she is presented to him as her mom. So let me say that Jamie Lee Curtis's creeper face when yes. he shows up is fantastic. It, it is. is the creeperest creeper face. It's great. Uh, really funny, you know, they're really, like we said, they knock it out of the park, but their affects are so completely dialed in uh, to the mm-hmm. other ones. It's really great. So Anna gets back in the car and Ryan's getting ready to drive them to Harry's school. She says, well, he could just walk and turns her on a rock music and sticks her tongue out at Harry. So face to you, Harry. Subtle. Uh, meanwhile, Jake comes up to Tess and says, I got the highs for you, which clearly makes her uncomfortable, as she doesn't know what that means. She <laughs> tells Jake that he may look presentable with a good haircut, but she needs to focus on her studies and shakes his hand, saying, anyway, you're much too old for me, and walks off. Oh, We get a great shot of Tess walking by everyone into high school, saying, hello, hi, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's saying anything that really made me laugh. Good morning to you. She sees Stacy and goes up and hugs her, and Stacy pulls her shirt over her head and pushes her. Now, this is like one of the first like little pratfall things, which I feel like this is like common in all these like slapstick movies now. But this stuff, I don't know, was this like at the beginning of this era? Like they kind of. Fast. She get, she goes over the bicycle like uh, yeah rack. right yeah I feel like this was because uh, man there is some slapstick as as things progress and it's always like fast you know sped up a little bit kind of yeah that vibe which is something that happens a lot now mm-hmm. yeah like in commercials and stuff yeah especially anyway Ryan drops off Anna at work tries to kiss her. Anna says she has a cold sore coming on. Just thinking of him. Doesn't want him to get it. He asks if she needs a ride home or is going to pick up the Volvo. And Anna says, I will definitely be picking up the Volvo. Kids, they love the Volvos. That got me excited. because I was like, oh, man, maybe we're going to get a, a car chase scene later in this movie. Kind of. And, oh, yeah. Like, not like. Not like you wanted to see a car split in half. Yeah, right. I wanted to see cops chasing him. Well, we don't have that, but we do have a delightful sped-up montage of uh, Anna shopping for edgy clothes, Andy. Yeah. Just charge yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> this gave me charge serious it. vibes of, um, what's, uh, we, we may have everything about this, but what's Pretty the woman. movie? Uh, is it, there was, there was an era where these kind of movies came out. There was Vice Versa and like, like Father Like Son, that was Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. You guys remember this movie? Wow, no. I remember it. I never saw it. Yeah, and, and so Dudley Moore, of course, is now the younger uh, 
the teenager and he and I don't remember his best friend. I want to say it's Sean Aston, but it, I don't think it is. Anyways, they're like in, they go to like a music store and they just start pulling out credit cards and buying stuff left and right. And that's the exact same thing here. It's a real, yeah, trope of the era. The It is like a very 80s fantasy though. Yeah. To yeah. like go spend a ton of money. That's what of I was, like yeah. grown up money, you know? Pretty woman. Yeah, that, now they just go buy booze, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> booze <Scratchers>. and cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some retail therapy for Anna here. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets her hair did, cuts off a lot of hair, which, you know, just seems extremely inappropriate. Yeah, you're you're borrowing someone else's body. Don't make like material changes. That's right. uncouth. Not only that, she gets a stud in her mom's ear. You know, uh, so, yeah. Then we get a slow mo shot of her walking out, styling in her, yeah. I mean, kind of House of Blues outfit. Barely <laughs> <laughs> is House of Blues ready. It's like her cougar outfit. She's walking down through the, uh, you know, Esplanade, and a cool guy goes, hey, how's it going? And uh, just then she gets a call on almost all of her devices. So she has to head to work, and uh, she gets to the office there. Four lines are again. Does uh, Tess not have a secretary? What's going on here? I was thinking that, too. Like, she needs an assistant. Well, the first call is a dentist calling for a root canal appointment. And I cancels the appointment immediately. Says, yeah, like I'm going to take that bullet, please. <laughs> a man comes into the office who she assumes is Evan, who she's kind of had her radar, the, you know, the most wacky kind of client of hers. But he's really Boris, the package delivery guy. But uh, Mark McClure, Boris, really? our next door neighbor. That's yeah, right. first movie. Friday. Oh, the, the one and yeah. only cast member from the original. Very nice. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen there. himself. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Anna realizes she can't even see enough to sign the paper because she's old. Uh, finally, Evan comes in, but Anna gets his name wrong, which doesn't help his situation. She says she's not picking up the phone, which makes him even more upset because he thought he could get in touch with her at any time. So she goes and picks up the phone. I know. People's people's problems are hilarious. Well, it's the caterers for the wedding checking in on the price for the halibut, which seems kind of funny for like the day before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anna says, that's disgusting. Cancels the caterer. So again... Much like the haircut, we're you're doing some real damage here without much thought about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just say I. I'll talk to you later. I don't know. I I haven't been fifteen for a while though, so hard to put myself in those shoes. Anyway, we cut back to Tess in Mister Bates's class. Well, Mister Bates is giving a pop quiz on Hamlet. I read that they, I'm sorry, I read that they named him Mr. Bates because of Jimmy Lee Curtis's mom, who was in Psycho. Ah, uh, that's right. Uh, there you go. Uh, Janet, uh, Janet Lee? Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bates, yet another person in this movie who should be fired. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Malfeasance. Uh, so he's giving a pop quiz on Hamlet. He says he's going to ask one question and will grade according to the answer. Again. Uh, ridiculous. 
first question is for some jockey guy who was asked to describe the character of Hamlet. <laughs> oh, and he really cracked me up. He was yeah. like, Hamlet's a guy. It's just bopping around. Doesn't know which way was up. <laughs> I laughed very hard at that. I feel like bopping I've, around. I've had that guy in my class before. He's bebopping and scatting all over the place. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Well, Mr. Bates leads him through the question and gives him a B for that answer. Then he goes to test to see what the central conflicts are in Hamlet. She proceeds to give a perfect answer to which Bates says it's serious overreach and gives her an F. Fire Bates, man. Come on. We cut back to Anna at work and in therapy, and she's struggling. She's doodling on her pad and making all kinds of faces, trying to stick with the script of asking, how do you feel about that at every turn? Okay. So you guys have said multiple times that these Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan, like their performance knocked it out of the park. I'm going to have to disagree. I, I, while I think Lohan did an excellent job. And as much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she's overacting. I think she went just a bit too far. It, to me, it's kind of like, acting drunk you know how some people just go like overboard like oh and they're like okay yeah. well here play a teenage girl and she just goes well you know just do, basically doing that the equivalent of that i think she could have reined it in there was just a bit too much personally but i just wanted to throw that out there. yeah there are times where i would agree yeah, with that yeah. it's like anna has like like zero impulse control i think a lot of that's in like the direction in the script it's like you know a 15-year-old kid knows how to act right and yeah, right. could know how to fake this. But instead, they play it like she's just like a total, like no impulse control whatsoever. Oh, right. my God, I'm so bored. Right. And I get they've got to, they've so got to do like something focused. to make it entertaining. I understand that. But yeah. uh, it it is difficult for me at times to watch some of that. Yeah. I think a movie yeah. where, where, uh, where Anna plays it cool as a – we would not have been nearly as entertaining. <laughs> it, I agree. But I mean, I, there I'm, are ways for her to like be like, um, an in way in over her head, but at least be trying right. and not just be like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bored. Go home. So in the, how about in the, in, well, maybe we should say that for our, our, our segment later, but uh, yeah, save it for later. Okay. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> So her getting by saying, how do you feel about that is all thwarted when one of her clients reveals she is reading her daughter's diary. Well, Anna lays into her about how she can't do that and tries to clarify the situation. Uh, meanwhile, she continues to doodle Jake in her legal pad the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> no impulse control at all. Well, Tess goes to see Mr. Bates after school. Bates says grading is subjective. And is very dismissive, which Tess takes issue with. She finally figured out that Bates has asked her out to the prom back in high school. But she turned him down because she already had a boyfriend. And she threatens school board action, which impresses uh, the bandmate friends. So, uh, you know, big ups to Tess here for standing up to Mr. Bates. Mm -hmm. That's good. Creep. Good term. Creepo. Yeah. Terrible. Well, her bandmates ask if she's talked to her mom. She says her mom won't let her because it's her special night, which infuriates the girls and maybe causes Tess the slightest bit of second thoughts. You know, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Perhaps. There's a couple of things in this scene that I really love. Uh, one is when they're coming down the stairs at the first uh, test is like re- her friend has kind of like a, I don't know, like a midriff slightly bearing shirt and she's like reaching over and like pulling it down yes, and just yes. like trying to fix it. That was really funny. And the other is, uh, this is, a, this is a line that I quote all the time. I had forgotten that it was actually from this movie. I, I say this pretty often. Um, I had totally forgotten it was from this movie, but, uh, the, the dark haired friend says like, Oh, she's ruining your life. And Tess says, you are the culprit. <laughs> it's, it's such a funny read from Lohan. And I remember thinking that was real funny when the movie came out. Uh, so I will often say, you are the culprit. It's <laughs> pretty good stuff. Well, she goes out to the road to wait for Anna, and Anna comes flying down the road in the Volvo. Tess is furious to see well, her. and They're like sirens and like, like car alarms <laughs> going off, too. Yeah, like, that's weird. She comes, you know, she... She like power drifts like into the corner. In that corner. Yeah. yeah. Tess is furious to see her in her new digs with the new hair and the Volvo, new clothes. She says, get out of the car and let me drive. Well, unfortunately, she doesn't have her permit, so Anna gets to keep the wheel. Next, we cut to the Volvo careening down the interstate. Again, a ridiculous uh, but kind of comical thing of the fact that she would drive and just like go 80 miles an hour swerving and being <laughs> extremely dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tess is heated, says all the clothes going back tomorrow. Anna says, come on, you look great. To which Tess replies, you look like Stevie Nicks. And Anna says, who is he? <laughs> which really was funny. That's a great, I, I love that I look like Stevie Nicks. I think Anna would know who Stevie Nicks was. Yeah, definitely. Myself. I mean. But, uh, Maybe not. I don't know. You're in a but band a with guys. You're going to know who Stevie Nicks is. So. Mm. Well, next, Tess discovers that Anna is eating fries and is furious about that as well. She says, you can't eat fast food. It will drop through your throat and directly into my thighs, which is a little disturbing. Yeah, I don't um, need that visual. Tess realizes that she can eat the fries without any consequence. Starts to have some saying she can hear the hallelujah chorus. Which is weird. Enjoying those fries way too much. Yeah. She is into those fries. Just have some fries, Tess. I mean, come on. More she, she says something like it's the first fries she's had in like eight years or something. Eight like years. That. Yeah, yeah eight years. Yeah. Eight years sober on fries. Right. Come on. Eat your fried chip. You're wound a little too tight. <laughs> I thought you have not eating any French fries. Well, and if this was really, you know, she should have eat, had fries in her hand the rest of the time, you know, like... <laughs> Oh, that would have been a funny egg. gag. Yeah. That would have been funny. It was like always have like a shake or right. something. Yeah. Just, just everything. <laughs> like a piece of pizza. It's like the, yeah. Well, the two arrive at the restaurant and have words for the pay, for Pepe, the hostess. <laughs> Pepe realizes her mom has thrown the switcheroo on them and calls for her. And the mom comes out and immediately turns around and tries to leave, which also made me laugh. That kind of sheepish. <laughs> uh-huh. Whoops. Um. They have heated words in Chinese and play it down to Tess and Anna. But unfortunately, nothing can be done, even if they wanted to. Only Tess and Anna can fix it by making the fortune come true. They have to find the answer in each other. Boom. 
Pepe at least Pepe offers 10% off catering. Tess says we already have a caterer to which Anna says, well, actually no, nope. the caterers. That's so when the gong should have hit the gong. <laughs> right. <laughs> actually I fired the caterer. Gong. Gong. <laughs> you did what? You gong. <laughs> The two leave fairly dejected, and, and Tess's personal planner goes off reminding her she has a parent-teacher conference with Harry. So Anna rushes to Harry's school, where Harry's teacher says he's a sweet boy, but having trouble with bullies. Anna says, the kid needs to toughen up. It's character building. Again. I mean. Come on. Come on. I'm making your mom look like a complete psycho. Right. Teacher says Harry's having trouble applying himself. Well, Anna says, that's okay. Just hold him back. Teacher <laughs> uh, then shows Anna a paper that Harry wrote about who he most admired. Who what? was her? I'm not buying that at nope. all. No, no, that way. no way in the world does that kid write that paper. Did seem oh, like Harry. a stretch. No way his cursive is that good either. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, you good know that point. kid's got sloppy handwriting. <laughs> Well, Anna is touched and goes to talk to Harry. Harry was embarrassed. She saw it. Says, "Don't tell Anna. We have too much fun fighting." Well, it's, I think the uh, Harry's kind of animosity for Anna is is total and complete. There, there would not yes. be. This is fun. We should do this, but that's no. just me. Well, back at Anna's school, Tess tries to make up with Stacy yet again as they move into a test. Tess asks, why does this have to be World War III? Uh, we have the detention teacher, again, asking everyone to sit down. A great line. Come on, everybody, yeah. sit down. <laughs> Stacy asks Tess to sit with her. Back at home, Ryan sees Anna's new look, and he is digging it. He tries to kiss her, and she does a flip over the couch. Another little slapstick <laughs> moment bizarre a great move yeah. from her really yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis um Ryan has a surprise for her takes her on the Dottie Robinson show uh doesn't tell her just shows up turns out let me tell you that, that is not cool not cool that at is, all nope taking somebody in their street clothes and throwing them onto a tv set no not a good move no 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 so is this where um where Grandpa just sort of like wanders out of nowhere again, in in, that, in this scene? Always, he just sort of just kind of meanders out of the out of like the closet. Yeah, well, because yeah, he goes with them to the uh, to the Dottie the Dottie show. See, but if that had been John Aston, that'd have been great. I mean, that'd have just been hilarious and on brand. <laughs> he was just like wandering around aimlessly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just so weird and creepy. Anyways, it'd be yes. great if you just pop out of a closet and there he is. <laughs> But yeah, why too- would uh, Ryan, why, how does he get the slot for her on the <laughs> yeah, show? Yeah, I know. Oh, just a, a spot opened up. Yeah, just checking the schedule over there at the TV studio. What's what's he do? Yeah, do we ever find out what he does? Yeah. I don't nope. know. Nope. He's I don't remember. Illuminati. <laughs> I've he's got some connections because there's stuff that <laughs> he, happens. He works at NCIS. Well, clearly, maybe. yeah. Stuff, he used those connections. Stuff happens later at the rehearsal dinner. Then I'm like, yeah, there's right, some dudes. He has some goons show up. Yeah, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. He that is an NCIS. Truly bizarre. <laughs> <It's> NCIS. <laughs> Hold on for that. Uh, 
yeah, so really inappropriate present. Uh, and considering it's Anna, it's awful. Awful. Yes. T- really awkward. Awkward, painful. Well, back in the test testing room, Stacy writes Tess a note on her test paper saying, I'm so glad we're friends again. When Tess looks over to see the note, Stacy raises her hand, accuses her of trying to copy her test. So it's back to detention, where somehow the detention teacher is there too. <laughs> maybe they're twins. Could be. <laughs> or maybe they're like clones. <laughs> Could be clones. Maybe it's a clone army of the Republic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tess sneaks out of detention. Hmm. Because the wonderful teacher is sleeping and runs into Jake. Turns out Jake works at the school, which what? would have no. been good to know <laughs> what? earlier. What does he do? Like, what's his job? Let's <laughs> see. Ombudsman. I don't know. What is he do? <laughs> so, <laughs> he does a little bit of everything, I Public guess. Editor. I mean, what does he do? Yeah. That was yeah, such a weird twist. Because he... yeah. didn't he have like a backpack in the first scene? Maybe not. I just maybe I, I just imagined the background. See, I, I, I kept wondering maybe if he was like trying to be funny and it just didn't land. Like, hey, I work here. Like, you know, but it's a work study. It's a work study but, program. Yeah, I, it, that, I, I rolled that one back because I was like, did I misunderstand him? Did he just say he works here? Truly bizarre <laughs> plot twist. I think yeah. that he works there. That he offers Tess a chance to finish her <laughs> test. Now he takes her to an office where the tests are being stored on the other side of the teacher's lounge, and I died <laughs> yeah, in the teacher's lounge. Funny. It was really funny. There's like this floor-to-ceiling picture of a beach. It's a bizarre thing on the TV. Yeah, what was that? I don't I, know. I couldn't figure it out. I swear they lifted all that from the Simpsons episode where they, they go into the teacher's lounge at Barton and Lisa's school, and it's the, the exact same thing. <laughs> Teacher's Lounge of my yeah. elementary school was just full of cigarette smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and bad attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's the ultimate like burnout teacher. Yes. Room. And nobody's looking at them at all. One guy's doing a jigsaw puzzle, which also cracked me up. <laughs> Jake finds Tess's test, and Tess is actually impressed by what Jake is doing for her. So, hmm. Stand Although, up guy. I might add that it's all illegal at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back on the TV set, Dottie shows up saying, I love your book. I actually read this one. And this whole thing caused me anxiety. Just imagining. Yes. It's just ugh, not funny. The show starts, and although Dottie's pretty funny, the show starts and Tess is fumbling, trying to figure out what to say about a book she does nothing about. It's like a nightmare. Dottie asks her, what got her interested in the physical and mental exhaustion in those of us who are no longer 20? We're tired most of the time. And Anna makes some easy jokes, and Ryan's rolling his eyes. This is not what he wanted for her. I mean, again, (laughs) I say, Ryan, in a bad present. Yeah, real bad. Meanwhile, back at the office, finishing her test, Tess finds Stacy's test and erases all the answers and writes, I am stupid, which that's, <laughs> that's getting kind of dark there for me. I mean, that's, yeah, uh, I mean, sabotage, you're sabotaging some poor kid's future over a, and you're an adult doing stupid. this. I mean, yeah. 
some oh, psychologist boy. you are. Yeah, good point. Uh, so back on the set, Dottie asks Anna again, why are we so tired? Well, Anna puts her feet up on the couch and says, you know, we care about stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, cooking dinner. Haven't you ever heard of takeout and cleaning the house? Let's not and say we did. This has a real, uh, uh, 30 rock, um, uh, deal breakers the, the deal. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a deal breaker. <laughs> well, Tess is back in the teacher's lounge and sees Anna on TV. Anna is saying, don't hold it in anymore. Just scream about it. What if a cute guy asks you out? What are you going to do? Starts revving up the crowd, having them do the wave. Well, Jake thinks mom is pretty cool. And Tess is furious. Anna is crowd surfing uh, with the studio audience who she's worked up into a lather. I mean, yeesh. At least she gives a shout out to the breeders. That's true. (laughs) She's doing her trendy music list. Well, Tess says she needs a ride from Jake right now. Jake says, you said it wasn't cool with your mom. Tess says, you're a little too virtuous, kid. Jake says he saw what she did to Stacy's test. Maybe she is too young for her. Jake is offended. His code of honor has been compromised, gentlemen. <laughs> he he is a man with a code. He he, <laughs> he stuck his neck out for her. For the code. It. The yeah. code. The code. Yeah, he was not liking that. Well, Anna. I hits- mean, that's where he works, man. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I gotta work with these people. Come on. <laughs> I promised I would myself I would never date another high school kid, and here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> How does this always keep happening? <laughs> <laughs> this filing job paid for my Ducati, and this is how I repay it. Right. Uh, Anna hits up a coffee shop for a quad shot latte, runs into Jake. <laughs> He's bivocational. Jake said, I just thought that was so bizarre. They have him working at the coffee shop, too. It's like the Jake, the Jake saga. Uh-huh. Um, he says he caught the show. She did great. They start chit-chatting and end up sitting at a table talking about bands they like. Ramones? Sure. White Stripes? Get a bass player. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, I checked out. Lingo. Lame. Yeah. Yeah. Tom will tell. Oh, we also, one. we should also mention that uh, Test our slash Anna pieced out of the uh, studio, uh, but not before she signed that guy's book. Yeah. I, have yeah, I think notes. she got kinda... she got escorted out of the studio by Donnie. That's I think. true. She got <laughs> Donnie <and her> thrown <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. Did sign her butt. Yeah. His yeah. butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of time, we'll tell in the White Stripes, a cover of Baby One More Time comes on, like pop punk and that. Anna says she loves it. Does that make her lame? Jake says no, and they start to sing it together in the middle of the coffee shop. Real connection here. He likes Britney, but he doesn't like the White Stripes. Get a bass player. Yeah. Bunch of hacks. Them in the black keys. This sing-along is followed by an awkward pause, and they're just staring at each other. Now, I feel like this was a great Jamie Lee Curtis moment, because her metamorphosis of digging into being disturbed that uh you know she's yeah it's like she slowly realizes like that she's in her mom's body right and is horrified yes. by it it's really good yeah 
Uh, she says she has to go get married. Well, Jake is not having it. He says he doesn't know what's going on, but he feels like he knows her. Jake says, at least let me give you a ride to which Anna has to accept. Man, Jake falls hard, man. It's, this is like more code <laughs> stuff. He's just yeah. like short coffee. Hard on his sleeve, man. Yeah. I guess he can just leave the coffee shop anytime he wants. Maybe it's the end of his shift. <laughs> yeah. That just started. He has to go back to the high school and mop the floor. Well, he's like sitting in the coffee shop, hanging out. So I don't know. I mean, those coffee shop jobs can be kind of loosey-goosey if it's the right coffee shop. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Well, Anna's loving her bike ride. Dreams can come true. We see she is holding on to Jake beaming. She Mm. stops at a stoplight next to Ryan. Ryan (laughs) is very confused and screams after her. Jake takes off just before Anna even notices. That was pretty funny. Her yeah, face. That was, that was a good, t- both her face and Mark Harmon's take of horror. Yes. Well, when Anna gets home, Tess is livid, saying they are late. She needs to get ready. Grandpa throws in another thong joke. What's up Fine. with the thongs? Do I get to wear a thong? <laughs> well, Tess is blessing out Anna, but Anna is over the moon about Jake. She asks if she can go out with him. Tess says, not in Ryan's fiance's body, you can't. Anna asks, what is she supposed to do in this body? She says she really doesn't want to get married. Tess says she doesn't think that Anna is super thrilled about her getting married to begin with. And uh, Anna really won't engage about that. And right about that time, Ryan shows up and is pretty ill. Which is understandable. Yeah. He asks if there's some fantasy that Tess has that she wants to get out of her system. Well, Anna in Tess's body says she didn't know the guy. Tess comes in and says, he's a friend of mine. Mom won't let me let him go out with me. So I asked her to check him out for me. And she did. And she approves. Well, Anna is thrilled that she may have permission to, to date Jake now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what kind of explanation is that? I guess he was satisfied <laughs> enough with that explanation to move on to the wedding rehearsal. But kind and of bizarre. What, it was a clearly a covering excuse as well. Yes. It was clearly a like, oh, well, what really happened was this excuse. And, no, I'm not buying that. I don't know if you can date this guy. Let me let me go check him out. Let me go date him first. And then uh, <laughs> I'll let you know if you can date him. <laughs> yeah. Something that he's a real though. gentleman. It's yeah. all right. But yeah, I mean, Tess approves. Well, unfortunately, Jake is out on the front lawn <laughs> singing Baby One More Time. I'll say anything. Terribly, uh, too. Oh, very bad. It Tess is. runs out, tackles Jake, another one of those <laughs> tackle things. Throws him against the tree. Jake wants to talk to Tess. And, uh, the you know. Anna in Tess's body. Well, Tess says you have to just disappear. Jake says he knows it's unconventional. He doesn't want to do anything, but just wants to know her. Tess tries kissing him, but it's not working. He says, you're beautiful, but I don't think I know you anymore. Well, Tess is disgusted and goes back and tells Anna, well, one thing's for sure. He definitely loves you for your mind. So there's a great slap. 
she gets in a good slack because he says something stupid and she slaps him. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was great. It's really she was good. so good in that scene. Yeah. And with that, we end act two. What are you doing? Shotgun! I just want to talk to your mom. Are you insane? No, I am. What are you thinking? I mean, how can you possibly entertain ideas about you and a woman her age? What are you talking about? She looks great. Really? Wow. No, you have to disappear. I, I know it's unconventional, okay? And I know nothing can happen. I'm not stupid. I just I want to know her. You know, I want to be able to talk to her. Do not come near my mother or her fiancé. Do you understand? Man, I don't understand anything. Oh, for God's sake, Jake, you really need to find someone your own age. Anna, you're beautiful, okay? But you're not her. Stop it! Promise you'll leave my mother alone. I'll give you one thing. He definitely likes you for your mind. So, we find ourselves at the wedding reception, which is kind of like the South Seas Club, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> what this place is. It's got a definite South Seas Club vibe. Uh, and we find Anna's friends are crashing the party. Uh, they're, they're trying to be stealthy, sneaking behind waiters and things. Uh, meanwhile, Anna is being forced to meet Ryan's old parents, which she has no time for their oldness and uh, is protesting. Uh, Tess shows up and drags Anna away for them to go over the fortune cookie. Uh, Tess had finally managed to find that fortune. And so they, you know, they read the fortune and determine from reading it that an act of selfless love is what is needed to set things straight. Uh, Anna immediately thinks that means that they're screwed. <laughs> Tess says, this is no time for negativity. Uh, and she does this like meditation is like, let's be selfless. And like they hold hands and kind of, she kind of does like a meditating thing and, uh, you know, be more selfless. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And, uh, at that moment, Anna notes that Jake is crashing the party too. Everybody, everybody knows what this event is. South Seas um, popular. What in the yeah, world? really? Yeah. Jake show that part was weird. Yeah, I'm saying French. Yeah. It's weird. But, yeah, Jake is Jake is going just taking this just a little too far. Um, while Anna is distracted, Tess is kidnapped by Anna's friends, who basically like taken her, like <laughs> put a hood over her head, and uh, they're trying to sneak her out to go to the House of Blues. They say all you have to do is down the block. Of course, it is. Uh, all you have to do is like sneak out. Nobody will notice you're gone for like however long and then you come back and Tess tries to talk her way out of it. Uh, knowing that, I mean, not only does she not like not want to, but she can't, she can't play the guitar or do it. Uh, but the friends brought some duct tape and, uh, her protests don't exactly work. They brandish their duct tape. Meanwhile, Anna is hiding, uh, behind the bar uh, hiding from Jake. Uh, we get another quality pratfall as she drags Jake behind the bar. She like grabs his feet and uh, pulls him out from under him and <laughs> drags him behind the bar. Uh, she tries to talk some sense into him, but he is crushing hard about how cool and musical she is. And what's the end game here for Jake? 
Right. I don't know. I'd yeah, like to get I just to want know to be around you. you. Yeah, I just want to get your vibe. <laughs> yeah. You're just so cool and just like such good energy. Uh, Ryan comes over looking for Tess and she, you know, pops up from behind the bar and plays it off like she was looking for an earring. And uh, he he tells her Anna's friends have been captured trying to crash the party. He's got his like Bond villain sidekick. Yeah. What is a security force? Yeah, that's, Private security force. That's right. <laughs> it's like uh, Blackwater guards are there. Have got her <laughs> friends. They've got like rope and duct tape. Yeah, and uh, they've got them like their hands behind their bags, like collared them. Uh. Yeah, so Anna tells Ryan the story about oh there was they 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 wanted to go to the House of Blues, but uh, I know it doesn't matter to you because it's just a stupid rock band. So I told him no and blah 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 and like explains it, but in, in a way that like puts the onus of it on Ryan, yeah, which implicates was weird. him, yeah, yeah. And so then Anna's friends start begging Ryan to let Anna go, and he's like, "What a fine go! I don't care." Uh, to which the bass player girl says, Mr. Dude, you rock. It's supposedly going to uh, take 20 minutes, to which I say, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Like you're going to like stroll in and go straight up and then, no, no, no. You'll be waiting all night. Anyway, they all take off. But Ryan has clearly had enough, and I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, Anna can tell. She's, she, she knows it's not cool, and she tries doing the, like, I love you, buddy, kind of thing, and uh, tries to smooth things over awkwardly. Uh, but he says he doesn't want to go through with the wedding if she's going to put him in the role of insensitive stepfather. He is hes pretty steamed, says uh, he's mad. She said that he didn't care about the band, says that he always knew that she came with a family, and she always should put her kids first. That's what he likes about her, is she puts her kids first. So he's always wanted Anna to like him and on her own terms, in her own way, to let her come to him. He's trying to be a cool dude, man. He's he's a cool guy. Also says that she shouldn't be there. She should be at the House of Blues cheering on Anna. That's true. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Uh, Anna, hearing all this, uh, she's completely well, won over. I mean, the other thing about it is like it's like the milling about very early part of the of the meal. So, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, everybody's just kind of hanging out. You're going to be there all night. Anyway, Anna's completely went over, gives him a little peck on the cheek, and uh, she takes off for the House of Blues. Uh, back where the band is getting ready backstage. But, uh, <laughs> it did crack me up though. The, like the lead singer sticking her head out of the curtain. And, yeah. and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, no one does that. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, do you do you do that at your shows when you stick no, your head no, out in the crowd? It's like an elementary school I've never play. Done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like peeking out like a I don't know, like a Muppet or something. Uh yeah, Tess is freaking out. She can't even get the strap fixed on her guitar. She's a mess. And uh she's trying to warn him she's not exactly ready to rock, but they you know, they give her a pep talk. It's a good little pep talk. It says they'll still love her even if it blows. <laughs> and uh, but then, and she kind of like it's like, oh, that's nice. But then gets thrown off again when they start talking chord progressions, and uh, her to which her response is, "Wait, you play notes?" <laughs> which I thought was funny. 
Uh, which yeah, I mean, then what's plays the all... game plan here? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. Uh, what's yeah, I think at happen? some point, do they not like pick up on the fact that something's off here? This is not just a like. Oh, what's wrong off. with you? Well, they just think she's like nervous, but and they're like, no, yeah, you know, even if you're not your best, it'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, there is. She does not know how to play guitar or even. Thank I you. mean, again, it's the it's the um. Like the TV show thing with a book you've never read. It's like songs that you don't know the words to or even what they sound like. And also you don't know how to play your instrument. So it's a panic. But yeah, she says you play notes. Then she plays it off by saying, I just thought we could play in the key of rock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, which is a great key. But yeah, but yeah, she's like in a total like panic. And I don't blame her because that's a nightmare. Uh, Anna comes uh, booking into the club and is immediately accosted by Jake, who's everywhere. God. Well, that Jake, Ducati, man. he gets around quick in that bike. <laughs> That's true. Well, everybody's at the House of Blues, so of course Jake's going to be there. It's like, <laughs> who are all these people? Oh, man, everybody <laughs> loves the Battle of the great. Bands at the yeah. House of Blues. I, I Jake Tango, worked man. at the House of Blues. <laughs> what if Jake? Yeah, if, that would have been hilarious. Hey, what are you doing here, Jake? <laughs> oh, I work here. <laughs> I work here. <laughs> Because well, like the they have the, like the stereotypical like guy at the door like checking IDs yeah. that like checks Jamie Lee Curtis's ID, which is funny. Uh, but it was what if that could have been Jake working the door? Exactly. Yeah, this is my third shift. <laughs> um, yeah, Jake is still on the make, and uh, Anna basically just shoves him off as the band takes the stage. Uh, Tess, of course immediately freezes up and doesn't know what to do. She's right there in the spotlight. Uh, Anna makes her way up to the balcony and is kind of waving at her, trying to get her to do something, but it's not working. What she would she do? Right. Yeah. What would she what, do? It's like, fake it. Well, you can't. She should, she's going to smash the guitar over the, uh, the amp. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Set that's, it on fire. That's rock and roll. Set it on fire. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, yeah, she, occasionally tries to like do a little strumming that does not work out well uh all the band members are giving her stink eye hard as she's like she's kind of like backing up like she's gonna flee the stage like backs out of the spot is just kind of backing backing away and everybody's like staring at her uh she works her way back up to the mic and then she notices jake making his way through the crowd good lord man it's like a Terminator. His persistent fellow. <laughs> it's like a Terminator. <laughs> Sarah Connor. <laughs> Something about you, your vibe. I just want to be around you. Yeah. Come with me. How do you, you feel about the white stripes? Need a bass player. Need a bass player. Now we're we're doing the um, bane now. <laughs> <laughs> the goggles they do nothing. My eyes. Oh uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jake really spooks her. That makes her take off, and she's she runs backstage, runs into Anna, who says no, she's got to go back out on stage. Says she's unplugged Tess's guitar, so all she has to do is fake playing. Uh, which I don't know how well that would work, but whatever. Uh, Tess says, uh, oh, I can't even do that. And Anna's like, well, have you never been to a, a rock concert? And she's like, yeah, I saw the Stones once. And so uh, Anna says, well, go out there and act like Keith. 
Which, of course, Tess doesn't know who she's talking about. And she knows who Keith is, but no, Stevie Nicks is. Yeah, right. She knows. Mm, but yeah, anyway, yeah. she's like, go out, go out there and uh, act like Keith. And she, I, I, I didn't write down the line, but she's like, what? Like the behavior? And she's like, no, the music. <laughs> go out there and do a lot of drinking and drugs. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was a good line. Anna says, you got to go back out there because your solo's coming up and shoves her back on stage. Uh, sure enough, the solo comes around. Anna saves the day by finding a guitar backstage and she plugs it in and she shreds away. While Tessa melts. Tessa jauntily mimes on stage. Uh, I'm not sure how effective this ruse would be uh, with Tessa's pantomime, but it's good enough for Jake, who is <laughs> totally into it. Uh, she and is doing some little, uh, I don't, this is very jaunty rocking out. This uh, was one of the funniest Lindsay Lohan moments. I thought was her t- acting like her little, like back and forth. <laughs> yes. Like it's like the <laughs> new main street singers or something. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. That's yeah, pretty good. Uh, does like the sort of backwards hop. Oh, man. Uh, the crowd is psyched, though. They are into it. After the performance, uh, the band is told they're totally in. It's early still, but you're totally in. Hey, I love that. It's a good read there from the from the stage guy. From that guy. Yeah, I figured it's a that little early, but you guys are definitely in. Definitely <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, Anna and Tess have a moment uh tess admits you know your music is so exciting and she now realizes how much guts it takes to perform which yeah uh then they both kind of realize ryan's back waiting at the south seas club and so they all everybody takes off uh poor ryan is at the table with grandpa grandpa talking about how his first wedding fell through because the bride took off with the florist (laughs) Oh. <laughs> to which, which Ryan responds, don't make me hurt you. <laughs> now we know what, that Ryan could really hurt him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he he he's the goon squad. Yeah. He's got the muscle. <laughs> his muscle. Uh, yet another character with this dark, seedy underbelly that we just don't get to see. <laughs> exactly. I think the sequel, you know, could be like uh, him taking Jake under his wing because Jake is so all over the place, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe Jake's already working for him. We don't know. Well, he's got eyes on everything because he's got right. all the different jobs. Uh, so uh, the girls show up and uh, Tess sees Ryan from across the room and she kind of freaks out and has a little moment. She tells Anna that, she, you know, she needs her to do her a favor. She says, clearly we're not switching back tonight. Uh, I need you to tell Ryan that we've got to postpone the wedding says that she can tell that Anna isn't ready for Tess to marry Ryan and she can wait. Uh, says, you know, I know he loves me. I know he'll stick around if he's the guy I think he is. He'll understand. And I mean, we just got to do it. Got to do it. So go. Smart plan. It. Smart plan. An a actual late. plan. <laughs> a little late. A little late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's like, do it before all the toasts start, which is also savvy. Uh, Anna says, I know exactly what to say and goes off to talk to Ryan. Uh, But she heads to the table and she starts to give a toast. She gives a really nice toast about how they had a loss in their family. But then Ryan showed up and 
Everybody could tell that Tess was finally happy again, but Tess was worried about what Anna and Harry would feel. But now, you know, they know that Anna approves and everybody's good with it, so we're all good. And, you know, Jamie Curtis does some acting and everybody's happy. Um, this apparently does the trick for the mystic oriental magic. And uh, the earthquake and gong, <laughs> gong attack hits again. Uh, everybody gets shaken up to the sound of mystical gongs. And uh, sure enough, Tess and Anna, back in their bodies, they check out their business, and it's all there. <laughs> all is well. Uh, Anna finishes up her toast in her own body, and uh, we cut away to the wedding where everything has gone successfully. Uh, apparently, the Chinese caterers were able to put everything together in less than a day, too, because no they're problem. there. Very efficient. Yeah, pay pay it's a huge money. restaurant, so, I mean, maybe it's not a problem. Yeah. That's true. Maybe they just keep things on tap all the time because right. this is like a common situation that they go through. It seems to be this is probably not the first time this has happened, judging from how Pepe behaves. Uh, Tess and Anna have a little moment out there uh, before Anna notices that Jake is lurking nearby, <laughs> as he seems to do often. And she goes and talks to him. He says he feels stupid. Yesterday was freaky. Everybody was off their game yesterday. Something was in the air. He'd like to rewind the whole thing and start again. Anna says, yeah, let's do it. So they hit the dance floor. Uh, and they're having a little chat. Jake gives away the fact that Tess had kissed him in Anna's body. And so Anna's like, mm-hmm. And uh, she uses that as an opportunity to play the old well, show me again how that went, card. So the music plays while they smooch, and Tess and Ryan get in a little smooching too. Everybody's happy. Off to the side, Harry is eyeballing a girl who is standing by the dance floor. Grandpa's pushing him to ask her to dance, but Harry's like, no, blah, 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 no. And Grandpa says, youth is wasted on the young. In my day, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Harry calls, says, shut up, you old fart. No, be quiet, you old fart. Gosh. Uh, oh, man, golly. They're brutal. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> uh, they're starting to quibble about whatever. Uh, when the old Chinese lady comes swooping in with her little tray of fortune cookies keeps them on hand just in case fortune cookie stay in your land of course everybody loves fortune cookies apparently because they're like okay uh before they could eat them though good old pepe comes flying in and tackles them both and gets a real something reaction shot when she's got those fortune cookies in her hands like oh yeah she is <laughs> excited to have those fortune cookies back they could have they could have made it like even more alert or overtly like racist and just like had to come do like some kung fu move to take it from her <laughs> like kick it out of their hand <laughs> <laughs> or like grab a grab a platter or something and throw it across there the you tent go and like knock perfect. it out of their hands yeah with a, a zoom camera ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah exactly it's pretty racist as it was uh, yeah. I mean, yeah okay <laughs> right oh keiko o'brien why you do this uh anyway we go off to the credits it's the credits we got Lindsay in the band laying us out from the dance floor Ugh. 
they're rocking out. They rock their way to the freeze frame. And uh, the end. So the lead singer uh, takes on the, she's playing lead guitar now, isn't she? Yeah, they switch off so Lens can, uh, Lens can take that lead vocal during the credits. It was like this. It's a special occasion. Yeah. They're multi, they're multi-faceted, they're multi-talented. Switch off. I saw that uh, they had a, a number of big names attached to this movie before they settled on the cast that Annette Benning was considered, but mm-hmm. turned, it, turned it down. Sigourney Weaver. What? That would have been interesting. Michelle Trachtenberg. And, oh, okay. And Kelly Osborne. As in like yeah, Cosby's she was supposed Kelly. to be one of the friends. Yeah, one she of was the gonna, rock she's going to be friends. the goth girlfriend. Yeah. Mm. And Tom Selleck was uh, was a ah, he'd have been uh, great. He'd have been a great run. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I still think you should have got Mark Summers, but <laughs> Mark <laughs> Summers. <laughs> marriage is like a marriage is like a obstacle course with slime. <laughs> Sometimes you just get slimed. Sometimes you get the Sunday. Sometimes you got to reach into a big pile of shaving cream. <laughs> it's true. It's all true. Well, it's the time of the podcast where we rate this puppy using our unique grading scale. Uh, Robert, what's our scale for tonight? So our scale is a uh, ongoing theme throughout the movie is post grunge band references. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. I thought All you were right. going to say thongs. That's what I that's thought. What, exactly. I thought I considered a thong, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I just couldn't bring myself. Even to- more frequent were the post grunge rock references. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the plot and writing. I'll give it to you, Robert. How many post grunge band references uh, do you give? I, uh, you know, there's elements of this movie, and I I put it up against the old one that I liked more, and then a lot that I didn't like. It. I mean, it was a fun movie. It wasn't. um, So I'd say it's probably worth a a three. Where I'd, I'd sit it. Okay. And we'll go over to Michael. It's a tough one for me because I, like I said earlier, that you know I remembered liking it more than I liked liked it on rewatch, and there's certainly stuff that has aged very poorly. Uh, I feel like plot wise, you know, I would say inc- like incidental lines were much better than I. Th- I feel like they were lazy a lot in the plot of about you know putting them in a situation where the, their actions made sense as to why they were doing what they were doing. Uh, but then there were lines that were like really funny. So I am, what am I going to do? I'm going to give it a four. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I kind of want to agree with you on that. I, I, the lines, I mean, what you said overall, uh, the lines, I thought there were some really, really funny funny lines in there 
But I think because of all the lazy plot stuff, I'm going to go back down to a three. But I agree with your Yeah. I mean, I could go either way, but I'm going to be generous. And Andy? Um, I'm going to go lower than you guys. I'm going to give it two. Uh, I'm going to give it two green days uh, because uh, (laughs) I think the – I think there was just too much laziness there for me. I think I, I, the line, the funny witty lines, I, I didn't feel like they stood out enough to raise it up. And, and I think because of the lazy writing, I think I actually brought it down from a three. So yeah, two. All right. We'll move on to casting and acting. Uh, I'll throw this to Michael first. Uh, how many Lincoln parks do you give this one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll give it a five. Oh, wow. I could give it a four. Hey, hey, I could wow. give it a four, but I'll give it a five. Because, I mean, there's no one that I was like, well, that really drags it down. So uh, maybe I'm just feeling, uh, you know, generous tonight. Generous. Just like a. Uh, but I, I like the low hand Jamie Lee Curtis team up. I like it. All right. Let's throw it to Andy. What, what about you? <laughs> wow. I, I'm just I'm so amazed that, that you went to a, a five, but uh, I, I'm going to go a three. I think it's the middle of the road. I do. While I do think that there was some overacting uh, by Jamie Lee Curtis, I still thought she did a good job. I thought Lohan did an excellent job. Um, yeah. Harmon, uh, there wasn't much for him to do. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of, he's just middle of the road. I didn't necessarily like Harold Gould. I, I, I Stand by that. I uh, his fault, man. Yeah, I stand by. I still wish John Aston would have been that character. Uh, Chad <laughs> Michael Murray. He, I, he, I think he's. It's like he's like a wall. There's not much <laughs> reaction there, and I, I love Stephen Tobolsky. So I, I, I think a three for me. Uh, let's see, uh, three, uh, some forty-one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go between you two. I'll say four. Uh, I, I love the casting, and I thought, yeah, Lindsay Lohan just incredible in this um but yeah i don't don't know it just kills me watching stuff from this era because she is so talented Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not getting in on the whole thing but she was so so talented yeah i don't know what happened to her her horrible 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 parents i guess i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah she she man she was great yeah she was uh robert uh, I'm going to uh, say uh, stick with uh, with Andy and go with a three as well. Um, three uh, <laughs> Fallout Boys. Mm, that was nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll stick with you and go to production value. How many Jimmy Eat Worlds do you give this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's there's nothing really like eye-popping. It's just California on location primarily. So, I mean, really it's just, it, I can't really give it the, the music. I didn't like the music. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if it's enough to drag it down to a two, but I, I guess I'm just going to stay with a three again, three, uh, effervescence or <laughs> worlds or whatever. Evanescence. 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 Certainly. That's a, that was a good one. Uh, I'll go on the heels of that. And I'm going to ding it down to a two because I, I thought it was completely normal, uh, you know, three production value. The music, uh, just, uh, just cause I got a bone to pick. I'm going to 
drop it down to a two, even though oh, like, you might be talking me into a two now because I got <laughs> a spike. <laughs> I'll stay with a three. All right, Andy. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, two Avril Lavines. Uh, oh God, I, I uh, completely agree. I was on the verge of a three, but I you talked me into the two, Jeff and Michael. I'll give it a three. I, I mean, it's just no. There, there wasn't a car chase. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Nothing burger. Yeah. Nothing burger. All right. Entertainment value. I'll start this off. Oh, this is tough. You know, I was entertained. Uh, and, and as it went along, uh, the stuff, you know, it was a good mixture of stuff that, like, the Jake thing I got so tickled by, even though <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I was very entertained. I'd probably watch it again sometime. Uh, but at first, when I started watching, I was like, oh, man, this isn't dated well. But then I kind of got into it. So I enjoyed the viewing of it. So I'll give my sum 41 of four. Uh, and we'll throw it to Michael. I, I'll i give it a four, too. A, a four as well. I um, At the start, I was like, man, uh, this is rougher than i remembered but once they switch even though they go too far at times yeah. post switch it's pretty entertaining throughout yeah. once that happens so i'll give it four not listening to the radio and hiding in my room listening to elliot smith <laughs> <laughs> elliot smith counts man that counts yeah. uh robert um yeah i didn't it, listen to this stuff it was um <laughs> It was, I mean, I was entertained. Yeah. I, I, there, there was no moment where I, I, I was just like, I want to get this over with. Um, and I think that would qualify it for a three if I felt that way. So I think I'd go up to a four on the entertainment value four PODs. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> Payment upon death. That was painful to remember. <laughs> My roommate was way into them. That is too bad. It was, PRT. it was way too bad. <laughs> What a terrible time. <laughs> what a terrible time it was. Uh, Andy, we're going to let you less, have the last word here. It's not the original to me. I, I still, I will stand by it. I will actually argue that I think the original is a better movie, even with its creepiness. But I don't think it was as bad of a two. Um, I can't give it a four. So I, I could see why people like this movie. I don't think I personally would watch this movie again. Uh, if, but if it was on, and my kids were watching, I'd sit down and I wouldn't like leave the room probably. So because of that, I'm going to give it uh, uh, three limp biscuits. <laughs> it didn't have that mouth popping guy as the uh, band leader. <laughs> right. So that's that true. Said automatically. Yeah. It is weird to watch something so modern in this context. It felt very strange. Yeah. Because um, all the stuff has been so old, but. Let's plug this into the computer that wore tennis shoes and see what we got. Robert. Uh, how many, uh, oh, uh, I didn't even think about this. Uh, how many, I've run out of them. What else is there? Queens of the Stone Age. Come no. On. How many queens? Uh, no, That's, that didn't count. Stained. There we go. How many stains <laughs> do we give this? Good Charlotte. That's another... <laughs> good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. <laughs> um. This is interesting. Uh, we have, um, it comes at number 18. It is ahead of Freaky Friday Revisited at 19. Uh, it had a 3.25 uh, 
our revisit of Freaky Friday came in at 2.88. Um, the original Freaky Friday came in at 2.8 flat. Um, so it's, it's uh, well ahead of, uh, the original. Well ahead. It's pretty close. Well, <laughs> it does sound pretty close. 3.25 and a 2.88. I mean, I guess it's. Oh, oh I, I miss, I miss it. understand yeah. what you said before. Okay. Well, you've heard it. Uh, Michael, did Leonard Malton say anything about Freaky Friday? I, a very brief write-up in his little movie book, uh, just middle of the road, gave it three stars, said, called it good fun, with top-notch performances by Curtis and Lohan as the mixed-up duo. And that's all he said. Well, so he gave it the same uh, score that we did, basically. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Uh, yeah, so Andy clearly prefers the original. Guys, what uh, what did you all think? What original or remake? You know, I kind of wavered on this because uh, at times uh-huh. I thought this was better. And then it, I didn't, like, I looked, I thought back at the original and the whole water skiing thing was just uh, that, I just felt dumb <laughs> to me. And I, I like the, the whole band aspect of, you know, that sort of being the, the you know, the catalyst. Um, that was a better plot point than, than water skiing. (laughs) But, um, but I think at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the original too. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just don't, there was the original feels so sleazy to me. (laughs) It's the seventies thing. I can't get over just everything has that just like, gooey covering so to it gross and um it's there like this one had like jokes and the other one had i mean i can see the the appeal of the other one the other one had like it was a very disney 70s movie and that it had big stuff happen like there were these huge set pieces which this did not have so this was like a much smaller movie and that it didn't have all these like huge comedic set pieces but like a lot of that stuff in the first movie just exhausted me yeah well, like love- you think about the time when like all the like delivery people are coming and it's like overwhelming the mom and uh or annabelle in her mom's body and Annabelle and her brother. I mean, I th- that relationship was so much stronger in, in the original. I will give you that. That's that's true. I mean, they, they set it up much that. nicer because he's like a, sort of a goody two shoes, and she's a slob, and and you know, and it, it gets on her nerves. But they don't like fight. Like they're not like duking it out. They just and, right, and they, right. But he really admires her. I mean, and so that was believable to me. I think to have right. that. I will give you that. That was much better. And, uh, and the, the other thing I think though is in the original, you really. One of the the tensions is is you know Annabelle and her mother. It's like you couldn't you wouldn't be able to manage. You couldn't get to a day in my shoes, and yeah. they they didn't really play into that in this one. I mean, in the, in the original, she has what like the field hockey and the marching band and yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, the the uh, water skiing and all these things. And this one, it was just school and her band, and that was it. And I don't know, you just didn't. You, I didn't get feel that tension as much. You're making a good point. Well, and then the mom had all the household stuff she had to do. Right. And like the, all the stuff she had to do. And in this one, she just had to go to her office and like deal with these crazy people. So, right. I know you're making, I mean, you're, you're making good points. 
Oh, yeah. I wish she wouldn't have been a psychologist because that was a whole just opportunity to make fun of mental health, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like all that stuff is a. Yeah. It like make been her better a business person. So right. she has to deal with like better. jerky people at the office or whatever. Yeah. 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 I still think I prefer the remake. I, I really like the the band plotline, obviously. Yeah. And I, then, I, I, uh, that's I, that's really where I, I, I deviate is I like the band plotline a lot better. It just made more sense. Yeah. And the the icky factor. I, I feel like the ending of Freaky Friday one was just so long winded, like the water skiing thing and all that. It's just like anyway, both. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'd give it the second one. Well, anything else to say before we close the door on this, before we watch the uh, other Freaky Friday? <laughs> they didn't even have the... Uh, it just, uh, again, shows how low-key like low key this one was compared to the other one. Uh, they didn't have the, the psychedelic body swap thing. Yeah, like, even that, that was right, done, like, right. in their sleep. <laughs> they, they, they didn't even do that. So it's like we don't even have special effects at all. Right. Yeah. Just an earthquake. Well, the countdown continues. Only three episodes left this season. Season four Man. is almost locked in. Of summer of fun is on the horizon. Robert, tell us what we're watching next. So we're going into some uncharted waters from personally to watch a movie that just, I mean, to be blunt, just sounded kind of like a winner. Uh, it came from an era of Disney films we seem to enjoy pulling from. It's uh, It's got a star the society loves. Mr. Dean Jones is in this one. And our Holy next cow. film is the 1971 classic, The Million Dollar Duck. Oh, Anyone got any thoughts? A lot thoughts? of people going to be happy about that one. I've never seen it. I don't have- Andy's going to love it. Robert, <laughs> I thought you were going to start vetting these movies <laughs> after the last one. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I- Dean Jones was like all I needed to know. I mean, I mean, yeah, that that is its own like. So you know, I mean, like I knew he was in black it. card. Yeah, so I was gets like, you well, any club, <laughs> instant seal of approval. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen this one since I was a kid. It's been a long time. Yeah, I can't even tell you. Sandy Duncan, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Andy's gonna like it. <laughs> I got a feeling. I mean, it is a million I, dollar duck, and that is seventies dollars. Well, see, I'm hoping like the million. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking a rich actual duck, and so I'm hoping that's just <laughs> that like is, slang for really something great. else. And it's it's a much more interesting can, movie. But if it's a, just about a rich duck or something, I don't know. A rich duck. Yeah. Well, we can watch uh, for our summer series one of the uh, TV movies they made, like around like eighty nine or ninety for the TV show. Uh, was the richest cat in the world about a cat? <laughs> I remember that. that. Yeah. A fortune. <laughs> so uh, that's an amazing yeah. film title. That would live. Cat. That would live up to your uh, to your qualifications. It's mm-hmm. true. It's true. Well, tell us what you think about our next film. You can email us at info at medfieldfilm dot com or find us on social media platforms at medfieldfilm. And now a word from our sponsor. Mission Control, what is it? What's wrong? I was hoping you could tell me. 
he's alive. He lost an arm, two legs, and one eye, but he's alive. I'm not sure he'd want to live if he can't be the man he was. What if he could be more than the man he was? We have the technology to rebuild him. I want it done no matter what the cost. That's right, it's Todd Network, the $6 million graphic design man. Catch him if you can to get him to do your graphic designs. You can find him at bindinggraphics.com. That's B-Y-D-A-N-D graphics.com. Or at Upworks. Wow. <laughs> Todd is like wow. $6 million ducks put together. That's true. That's true. Very Todd, man, Todd. we are giving you like the star treatment now. I mean, think about all he does for us as graphics, man. This graphics. <laughs> think about the Upworks. I mean, he's, have you ever thought about that? He's punching above his weight. <laughs> <laughs> he's punching the air as he leaps in, like, freeze frame That's from right. an explosion. Right. <laughs> all right. The explosion well. at the end of that killed me for some yeah. reason. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> all right. For all of us. Uh, here to all of you wherever you may be we wish you well and we'll see you next month for the million dollar duck Mighty Redfield, Lord, 